Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the KV Pod. This is episode 14, Daniel's College Life. I'm your host, Daniel, and uh, this week is part two of a conversation that Shalene and I had last week, actually, where we tell our stories of our college experiences. Um, We started the conversation thinking it would be one hour, but then we found out very quickly that uh, it's hard to fit your entire college experience into one hour, let alone two college experiences in one hour. So we both kind of told a a partial version of our experience at Truman State University. Um, And this week you get to hear my version. Um, Obviously, I can't tell the whole entire story, but I focus a lot on being a chemistry major, uh, taking one of the most difficult classes at the university that I attended. Um, And that's not necessarily just my opinion. I've talked to a lot of other students at Truman who (laughs) also believe that uh, physical chemistry was one of those tougher classes. Not to say that other majors aren't hard or difficult, but it is what it is. And so uh, I had a lot to navigate and I definitely learned a lot, definitely experienced a lot um, in that time. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys. Hopefully, If you are maybe in college or going to college soon, you could maybe glean some knowledge or advice on how to navigate your time there as you move forward. And if you've been to college, maybe you identify with uh, some of the things I talk about. So either way, I hope that you enjoy this conversation. I just want to encourage you guys to follow the show, subscribe on whatever platform you follow podcasts on, and uh, please find us on TikTok and Instagram. We're posting content there and would love to interact with you guys. But without further ado, hope you guys are looking forward to the episode. Let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, it's weird to think. I guess I haven't looked at many pictures of like what pregnant ladies guts look like. They have videos that show a time lapse of how your organs all move during pregnancy. And it's like, ah! yeah, move <laughs> up into your ribs. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So when I hurt in this area, I don't. You don't know what it is because there's a whole uterus in there. And stuff yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else there now. I think it might just be a baby. The baby hurts. I don't know. <laughs> Little baby's like, ma'am. I don't know. I'm uncomfy. It was funny. You were saying last night that he was kicking you a bunch mm-hmm. when it was late and you were cleaning up at the I was conference. still working at the And conference, you were like, yeah. he, it was like he was saying like, mom, I want to go home. Seriously. <laughs> it's time for bed. It was funny. He was like very aggressively. Yeah. Just very aggressively. I could tell unsettled. Like, yeah. <laughs> just being like, you are normally in bed. <laughs> go to bed and i was like son we are serving calm down you too one day will have to stay up and fold tables and it was yes get the coffee bar ready for the next morning it was funny someone was talking about their day and how like they'd been here since this time and they're now here still at 11 o'clock this night tonight and david goes welcome to our lives (laughs) and i was like yeah that's how we roll. It was just, it was funny. Like it was someone that like is learning and is being trained and yeah. So it was just funny right. to hear David be like, yes, 
tell and, me more. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you think this is a big deal, right? Yeah. Now? Yeah. It's just which there are healthy boundaries of, of like, course. yes, you need to go home when you need to go home. Right. However, often we're so much whinier than is really necessary. Right. Because <laughs> I mean, you're ki- you're tired. It's a conference. Right. And, like, but you, you don't want to stay late and like fold chairs and right. Or but stack you chairs. understand also like being able to have the mindset that. It's a conference. So you go into it knowing, no, this is what's expected of me for the next three days and I'll be okay. Sure. This is how we live. Yeah. Yeah. I say from the comfort of my home Saturday afternoon while a conference is happening. So there's a little bit. But you helped administrate the whole thing. Sure. So you've put some work in. Yeah. I still, I still feel mixed, but I did check in with everyone that has any authority and any of my teammates to make sure like okay, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Is there a problem with that? Or yeah. like, do you need any? And, and they all gave me the clear. I think it helps that I have the pregnant lady card for sure. <laughs> but I, I feel like sometimes yeah. people play that for you. They're like, you're they pregnant. Do. They're like, you're pregnant. Take it easy. Which I kind Which of appreciate is- because I don't do well doing it myself. And that's a big reason like Dave and my boss plays it for me all the time. Because he's like, I know that you're not going to. Oh, you don't do well playing the card for yourself. Yes, no, that's what I mean. Sure, which, yeah, and that's kind of how you roll in general. It's like, I can do it, and I must do my responsibilities, which is a good thing. Yes. But it's, I'm glad there are people that are looking out for you. Yes, I think if there weren't people looking out for me, I would assert myself more often and be like, actually, I'm not okay. But it would be really hard for me. Whereas it's really a blessing that I don't even have, have to. Yeah. Because people are watching out for me. And then when they say go home, I can sigh and be like, thank you <laughs> and go home. You actually needed that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much a blessing. But cool. That's great. Yeah. So if you guys were with us last week, you heard some of my college experience. True. And though it has been a week for you, time is relative. And it's only been... <laughs> This is what Einstein a meant all short, along. Yeah, is sure. <laughs> the future. Um, anyway, it has only been a few short minutes for us. Bathroom break, change over the laundry, eat some put some thins. makeup on, <laughs> eat some wheat thins. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Discuss different administrative things. Yeah. Anyway, and here we are yet again to hear from the lovely Floyd about his college experience. I was going to say Mr. Floyd, but I realize your students don't even call you that. They just call you Floyd. So they call me Mr. Floyd. I was going to be like, teach Floyd. And then I was like, that's weird. Floyd the teach. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok. Anyway, um, Uh, I would say 75, mm, 60% of the time it's Mr. Floyd. Okay. And then like in between classes or whatever, they're just like, what's up Floyd? Got it. Or the hallway. Okay. Yeah. So in class, it is a more formal Mr. Floyd. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Mr. Floyd, can I ask you a question? And then me in my head, you just asked a question. Oh, Daniel. (laughs) But then out loud being like, yes, of course. I'm happy. Good. (laughs) Sorry. I think I tweeted that recently of just like, it's in my head. They're like, can I ask a question? I'm like, that was a question. Yeah. Logic. Anyway, sorry. That's just me being goofy. Do you also make them say may? No, they do that to each other. Yeah. All the time. Um, those can I have be, a pencil? Be, May you borrow a pencil? Well, it's always the, can I go to the bathroom? And then some other kid is going to be like, I don't know. Can you? Oh and I'm just goodness. like, yes, you can go to the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you for monitoring one another. Yeah, no, I don't do <laughs> that. Um, sometimes I will cor- not correct it, but do that as a joke 
when they're, I don't know, when they're not. I do it, but it's not when they're like legitimately trying to ask for something. Yeah. Because uh, I get annoyed when I'm like genuinely trying to ask for something and someone's going to be like, I'm just going to like throw a wrench in this conversation yeah. just so I can be funny. That is very you. You get very annoyed. I get annoyed with I'm like, like oh, yeah. oh, you you think that was funny? You thought you thought of that yourself? Wow, I've never heard that joke before. Like, I just get annoyed at stuff like that. So, which is not good because that's like basically the whole premise of all dad humor. Yeah. <laughs> which is also something I do. So maybe I'm a little hypocritical for feeling that way, but maybe just slightly. But just it's okay. I think the fact that you're able to keep a lot of your commentary in your head works to your <laughs> advantage. Also, when I do like jokes like that. I do it in a way where the conversation is still moving forward. Sure. Or like it's a side note instead sure. of being like interrupting and interrupting. And then I'm just going to like stand and make us sit in the cringiness of this joke before continuing the conversation. That's true. That's I think it's yeah. different. Anyway, look at us being nerds analyzing dad humor. This is only wow. what we do all of our lives. Really? This is how pretty much every conversation between you and I goes. <laughs> Got to analyze whatever, something. Yeah, whatever the topic is. We're like, well, but yes, what about this? And then, well, this is the nuance. But then, have you considered this point? And yes, tell me more. So. And Shalene suddenly becomes British. Well, <laughs> what can I say? Anyway. Sophisticated. Yeah. yeah, so Shalene told us about her college experience. We And again, you didn't say everything. There's so no. much more to talk about. But it's all right. we hit on um, the International House. Yep. IFG. What does IFG stand for? International Focus Group. International Focus Group. Yes. Sounds like a marketing thing. Like we need to put together a focus group and figure. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, All right. your focus is on the international students. You are studying what they need. Fair enough. That's kind of focus group is a different thing, but whatever. Now we're analyzing again. Um, yeah. Talked about good point. transitioning to the mm -hmm. life church. I don't know why it's called that. I think because your focus is on them. So it, that's the. Yeah, that's fair. So if you're an international. Okay, yeah, no, this let's not go there right now. <laughs> we'll go on that tangent later. All right. Um, yeah, and then talked about, you finished talking about being a comm major, which was really cool, and it sounds like... I enjoyed it. You got a, Especially comm major, the way you pieced together um, comm major plus international focus group plus working at the career center Yeah, seems like a really cool trifecta of professional experience well, that you gained as a student. As an undergrad. I'm going to say this one thing and then we're going to talk about you because we're not <laughs> having a whole nother hour where I talk. Um, if you say so. It's so cool because God totally did all of that. Right. Like, yeah. It's not like you showed up to Truman like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to put these things I'm together. I'm going to be a Like yeah, that was no. not, it was very much when I decided to drop math, that was a really hard thing. And I was like, God, what do I do? And... I just felt very clearly that he was like, yeah, stick with calm. And I was like, I don't even know what calm is. And he's like, yeah, stick with calm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then it was difficult because of the, of knowing that it's an easier quote degree at Truman. Sure. So my pride did not like that. Mm. My pride wanted to stick with math so that I could prove that I was one of the smart kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And God was like, um, that's a terrible reason. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. Sorry. So yeah. it was also a good practice of humility hmm. to be a comm major. Yeah. And it's so cool to just see how God has woven that with all of the other life experiences he's brought me yeah. to do what I do even now. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. All right. Your turn to talk about your experience. <laughs> You're a chemistry major, Spanish minor, music minor, pre-MAE. Pre-education. Go. 
I did all the things and it was great. Um, Lies. No, uh, (laughs) it was good. I keep prefacing it like it's a terrible experience, but it was good. Um, The interesting thing is that, so I chose Truman for the education program. I chose it for the master's degree that I wanted to get. So in short, we can say if we're comparing the two of us. Okay. You were intentional in your choice with Truman. Which which is rare. And in your choice with a major. Sure. Whereas I was much more, huh, this is the cheapest, and it seems like God's giving all systems go. I could be a math teacher. Communication sounds like talking. I'm good at that. Cool. That was my college approach. Which, so, which I mean, I don't know what the, I'm curious what the split on this would be if you did a research study, but like, I feel like it's like half and half of people in my boat versus your boat. And I think it's, it would be interesting because I think the half that are in your boat yeah. tend to be STEM people Oh, because you have to be intentional of like, I'm going to do this hard thing. It's what I want to do. Let's do it. And you don't mess around. I would also I would also attribute it to just the education needed for the career. Right. And this is the thing my dad always said. He said, mm. You don't go you don't pick a major just because it sounds cool. You pick a career. Yeah, you pick a career. Which was also terrifying to me. Sure. But still is. and again, it's not and my <laughs> dad my dad wasn't saying like you pick a career and you can't change your mind. He was just saying his point was that college is not just a filler sure. activity. Right. College is for Training the purpose for of getting to something that's after college. College right. is not the end unto itself. Which is a very good perspective. Oh yeah, that's I'm so glad that he said that. Because me being a nerd and loving school, like I would have just like lived at college if I could have, you know. At least in my high school brain. Like that would have been just amazing. Like more school learning stuff and trying to be smarter like wow that's great which is how i approached college and it was great so maybe maybe i chose the wrong major but anyway um i think in the stem field can i say this accurately i'm gonna say it there are fewer uh, jobs careers that you can get into without college like, sure like i think no i think that's accurate you could probably get into tech and like if you were like working in a small business and like someone was coaching you and like you were learning to code, like you can learn a lot of those skills outside of college. But if you're wanting to go into that from high school, it's like, okay, well my career is dictating what I'm doing in college sure, just by nature of that. So yeah, that's, I don't know. And that was the approach I was taking is like, I wanted to be a high school science teacher Mm -hmm. from when I was about a junior in high school is when I figured that out. I was like, wait a second. I'm really passionate about education. Yeah. I've had these very formative experiences in junior high and high school that have made me want to be a teacher, which I can talk about that at some other point. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be, want to be a teacher and I love science. It's my favorite subject. And so it was like, okay, you kind of got three options in my mind. You got physics, you got biology, and you got chemistry. And I was like, biologist. Biology. Yeah, I tried to say biology and chemistry at the same time. Biology. Biology. Anyway. Sorry, it was just. Uh, I was like, I'm not smart enough to be f- do physics. Okay. I was just like, somehow I had already resigned myself to like, I can't teach physics. Like, I can understand it, and I've, sure. t- I've taken physics. And you could teach high school physics. Oh yeah, sure. That's I'm, different than majoring in physics at yeah, college. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even today, I still feel like I would not be an outstanding physics undergrad student okay um i i'm i'm more than qualified to teach high school physics i think sure Um, okay obviously you know i need to 
refine some things, of course, but like, yeah, it'd be great. But anyway, I was like, okay, not that. So not physics. I hate biology, which is hilarious. Which is so funny. And like, it's just not interesting. Wow. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, I did not have a good experience in high school with that. And huh. I, I won't get into deals, details with that, but I just did not enjoy my biology class. Mm. Um, and then I had, t- I took online self-taught chemistry through our like Christian curriculum Okay. And and when my high school transitioned to like more online self-taught curriculum because right. we, we were just teacher deficient. Sure. That's when I took chemistry. And honestly, I don't remember hardly anything from that class outside of... And yet of, you were like, I'm a major in no, this. No. Well, and so that was the thing. It's like, okay, not physics, not biology. I'm going to pick chemistry. See how it goes. And see how it goes. Okay. And then if that really doesn't pan out, then like... We'll figure it out from there. And I say that like those are the only three sciences that exist on the planet. And those are the only ones you can teach at high school, which is not true. I mean, there's so many. There's astronomy. There's ag science. Wow. I can't see you as an ag science guy. Well, because that's not my thing. Yeah. But like within biology, there's like anatomy and physiology. Horticulture. There's botany. There's horticulture. There's (laughs) There's environmental science. Anyway, there's a lot of other options. But to me, as a high schooler, like those were the three options that I could go into. Question. And so I picked chemistry almost by default. Question. I'm sorry. It's not a question related to you. I'm bad at this. What's the difference between horticulture and botany? No idea. All right. I'm going to Google that later. Moving on. <laughs> Continue. I'm thinking botany is like the cellular level of plants and like understanding that, whereas horticulture is like... Planting the, the plants. Yeah. The cultivation of the plants. The gardening of plants. Yeah. That's in my brain. Google it, people. See if I'm right. We'll I'm going to Google it later. But right now, back to Daniel for more stuff that we should actually be talking about. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. We can go on the So you chose trails. chemistry. Yes. And I loved Spanish. I loved music. I'm extremely musically inclined yeah and my family is and so and my dad was a jazz saxophone performance major in college which is hilarious before med school pre-med yeah it's just so so my dad was funny but like i love jazz my dad kind of fostered that in me which i still like jazz today um anyway but i was gonna like jazz minor and then and what was your instrument did you say that oh yeah saxophone Okay. And like, he didn't just like play saxophone. He like played saxophone. (laughs) Like, I didn't know this. He pulls it out a couple years ago at Thanksgiving and like starts playing stuff. You hadn't heard me play? Never before that. Oh my gosh. I was like the saxophone guy. Like, uh, uh, that's what I realized when you pulled out a saxophone after how many years and just started playing it. And I was like, what the, who am I dating? That's, and then it was like that same cow. Thanksgiving. That's really funny. No, and it's that same Thanksgiving where I realized the depth to which you were a pianist before that. Oh, yeah. My mind was musically blown that weekend. I was like, what? Who am I dating? I thought he was a drummer. It's all lies. Well, that's true. <laughs> yes, it is true. But it's like a third truth. Yes, it is a third truth. Yeah. 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 So anyway, my mom is a mu- was a music teacher. And so I had her in band and general music. Sure. All through K-12. Um, so saxophone. But she had connections at Truman. Yeah. And so was able to get me taking private lessons starting in eighth grade. With, from Truman. From Truman. Professor. Yeah, the professor, yeah, which was great. In eighth grade. Because I was end of eighth grade, but still, yeah. Still. I was serious enough where it was not a waste of his time. Like I right. was serious about or it. Or yours. And so and, or your it was just cool because looking back, I realized in high school, I was playing through like the technique books yeah. that you start in college. And so by the time I got to college, I was like, 
a sophomore in terms of technique, technique and books yeah, and stuff like that. All for that to not pursue that anymore. But anyway, I, I love jazz and yeah, stuff like that. But, but that just blows my mind. Okay, so that's where you were in music. Yeah, but then, I was I was excited to attend college for the sake of what I was going to learn. Yeah, um, ditto. I don't know, because coming from my background and like my church culture, there's not a whole lot of people that approach it that way. Hmm. They're like, I want to go to college and like, I want to like evangelize and like be an influence for God and like lead people to the Lord, which is great. And I'm not sure gonna knock that. It's <laughs> good. Because <laughs> like I also like had spiritual conversations with people at Truman and, and uh-huh. wanted to uh, be salt and light, as as the Bible says. But um, you were. But I also was legitimately super excited to like learn chemistry and, and like to study and do the academics and yeah, yeah which is not necessarily yeah. what could be said for all of the peers that I had. I was well, it. I was gonna say like in churches, sure, but in college students in general, how many college students are like, I'm so excited to learn the things, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's like fair. how many people approach so. college more as like a giant party for four years that never ends? Well, okay. If you, you, if you go to that extreme, sure, I guess there's like, a lot there's of people. There's a huge spectrum, and so I don't know how large the chunk of people are that are like, oh, I'm going to learn the things, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. But, yeah, so it was kind of interesting. Um, so getting into it, uh, first week of college was really cool. We had our freshman week class, which yeah. is really just like an orientation where you have like a class, quote unquote, for a week just to kind of get you used to like, I'm in a classroom, there's a professor, and we're doing some activities. And you had a chemistry class. And I had a chemistry okay, one. Because I, doc- I had a math one. Yeah, Dr. Humphrey yeah. and Dr. Fuller were my um, Truman week. And it's so funny because I walk in and Dr. Humphrey looks so much like Bill Nye. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in a science class and Bill Nye is my teacher. I don't know if I've ever said this to him. I'm going to have to send him this episode. And just, oh my goodness. But like he's he's an organic uh, chemist and he does research and stuff and he's really great. But like, yeah, I think he looks like Bill Nye. So it was just really funny that That's I was like, amazing. I'm like, this is amazing. I have arrived yeah, so, at the mecca of science. Yeah, I started with um, the freshman chemistry class, Gen Chem, and did okay. that first there. Um not so, realizing that a lot of my classmates, um, uh, well, not surprisingly, had like taken AP Chem. So that was going to be school. my question because Gen Chem seems like the the Calc one, or or dare I say pre Calc of the Chem major? No, it's it's like the Calc one. Okay. Of like this is like where if you're on track out of high school to be a Chem major, you come into general chemistry. Okay. There's a remedial course before that, which I just know the number. It's 129, Chem 129. Um, but if you're on track, you start at Chem 130. Yeah. But like if you've taken AP Chem, yeah. that whole semester and the following semester for the most part is review. Huh. And so coming into it, I was like, oh, snap. I like am actually learning this. And like little did I know the people everybody who... Everybody knows this. Yeah. And not everybody, but the people that were chem majors, because there's a lot of biology majors sure. in there too that have to yeah. take gentlemen. All the chem majors that I would eventually like get closer with sure. were like sleeping through that class. And I'm over here like, <laughs> like I got to figure it out, which like the first semester wasn't that hard and I did fine. Um, it wasn't until the spring where like I started to like hit those burnout moments. Really? And it was toward the end of spring, freshman year, honestly. Um, trying to juggle everything that it got kind of got challenging. Um, 
thinking back on it, I think the thing I would change, honestly, is not working my freshman year. Okay. You worked your freshman year. Yeah. I don't know that I did. I can't remember. Add that to the things of like, I'm just going to do, because I knew the guy who was the, I'll just say the manager, the supervisor for the IT help desk in the library. Yes. Because he goes to our church. Yeah. And he was like, hey, you're going to be going to college. I know you're in high school. I would love to have you work with us because I feel like you'd be good and like you should do it. And I was like, cool, I'll do it. Not knowing that like working a measly 10 hours a week. Is 10 hours a week. That I like then had to juggle right on top of being new to college and dealing with like, okay, I don't know who my friends are yet and I don't right. know where anyone is. And yeah. I yeah. think that is something I probably would have changed and added in later, added in later because, yeah. uh, it's a lot to juggle, especially it's, with that. And so, and so here's the funny thing is I started college, uh, in Calc two. Um, okay. and so that was my freshman math class. That was the hardest class. Calc 2 start, has a reputation. Yeah, Calc 2 is the famous like hard Calc class because, yeah, Calc 1, 2, and 3, and everyone says 3 is the easiest. Right. But I did terrible in that one. Anyway. Wow. Um, that's rough. Did you have to take foundations of mathematics? No. It wouldn't make sense for yeah, you to no. have to. That's like the weed out class for the math major, I think. Yeah. Well, that slash Calc 2. Yeah. That's another reason I dropped my Calc ma- or my math major is because I was going to have to be taking Calc 2 and foundations concurrently to nice. stay on track. Yeah. And I asked my advisor, I was like, so like, do you think I can do this? And he looked at me, and he goes, I think you can. It's going to be really hard. Yeah. But I, w- I think you can. I wouldn't advise anyone to do like, that. No, it's a bad idea. I feel that you have no faith in me, actually. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah. yes, so Calc That's a lot two. to ask, Calc 2. And that was the hardest class. I, I think I got a B in that class, but that was that was good. And that's actually where I, I'm pretty sure that's where I met Logan. Okay. Because, so he's like one of my best friends that has lasted past college. Okay. Um, him and Kyle Angle are the two that I keep keep in touch with. Um, but he's, so I'm Floyd and he's Flutie. Yes. And so I think it's, I think it was the alphabetical thing. Although in college, you, you don't, don't have. You don't sit in order yeah. I, I guess mean, maybe some no. classes they might i think we just sat in the front together and i was like hi i'm daniel and he's like hi i'm logan i was like oh you're a chem major nice and i think wow. we met in what a beginning of a beautiful friendship yeah we met i think we met in a math class as opposed to being yeah. chemistry majors so yeah it's kind of interesting um this was spring of freshman year calc two no fall fall sorry first first semester okay, cool yeah all right but yeah um yeah. And the other interesting thing about the beginning of college for me was I'm from Kirksville. So yes. I've been around Truman since eighth grade. And like eighth grade was also when I started like showing up to the rec and playing soccer on Sunday afternoons oh, my because goodness. Matt Shipman was there yeah. and he was at Truman and he was like, Hey, you want to come play soccer? And so they would sign me so in. So he went to Truman. Yeah. He was doing like oh, nursing and stuff. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, so I've been around and like a lot of my friends from Life Church school went yeah. to Truman. Hmm. Nate went, Larissa went, Michael Burby was there. That same year though. Yeah. I mean, there were people and Andrew Ficus was That's true. an upperclassman at Truman. Yeah. Amy Ficus was there or Amy, I don't know, were they married? They probably weren't married at the point. Our freshman year? I don't think so. I don't remember when they got married, but it was somewhere. Amy Alaming at the time. Anyway, there were lots of Life Church people there and they would have lunches together at like 1230 was it three times a week or I just on Wednesdays I wasn't around for freshman year yeah so they were no called clue. EQ lunches because our Christian group 
campus group was called EQ, which stands for equipped. And they would do lunches just, you know, to hang out and yep. see each other. And for the first semester, I had a class. Sure. Right at that time. And so I went to zero of those lunches because I had. Right. And they would and they wouldn't come an hour early because they probably had class and stuff. And yeah. so it was kind of a bummer because the first semester, like I know all these life churchy people. But you're not connected to any of I them. I never saw them. That's so crazy. Which is weird. And no so, one studied together? Well, and that's the thing what I'm trying to think back to is I want to say they would go home and study or something. See, I think that is probably... Because they all live in Kirksville. They would just go home. Which is you know, such they lived a bummer. At, they lived at their house. Yeah. And so, and I'm not I'm not I trying mean, to I say don't... this like they're at fault at all, but it was no. one thing that I really struggled with the first semester was loneliness because it's just like, geez, I don't see anyone and I don't know anyone. Now, and were you living at home or on campus first? I was also living at home. Okay. So that also makes a difference because and living, you're a commuter. Yes, 20 minutes away too. Right. Like technically outside of Kirksville. That changes my, your whole experience right there. Exactly. Because there's not like the evening hangout time with right. friends right. in the dorms. Right. It's like, no, I'm going home to eat dinner with my family and right. do the studying there. Which is so socially, different. Socially extremely, yeah, totally so disparate from other, other students there. And so it wasn't until like I want to say October, like a month. I just remember a whole month being like, man, I'm just like alone, all alone, no one here beside me, uh-huh. you know? Um, and then it was Logan who was going to CCF uh-huh. and started to make friends there and then knew me and started to invite me like, hey, we're going to get dinner in Missouri Hall. You should come over. Like, And I was like, yes. Like, and that, I have people. I have people. Me. And so it was yeah. later, like maybe halfway through that semester, through Logan that I was able to start like integrating with other people who were not life church people. Yeah. And they were all CCF people. Some of them, there were some psychology majors and some biology majors in there. Who were not CCF people? Like you're setting them aside. No, I'm just saying the connection with this friend group was, was CCF, CCF as opposed Got to it. like major. Major. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm following. But there were some science people okay. in there. Um, and that ended up being like the iconic friends group and it's funny to hear about this yes. from outside the group i knew you were gonna bring this up well i mean it's just part of it like all so right there were, i will say it daniel i, do, I don't was know in, daniel was in the cool kid click and <laughs> it wasn't a click uh it kind of it was it, it was okay go on and um and i was not of this opinion actually fun fact so apparently all of the girls in ccf either had a crush on you or logan <laughs> Which is so funny. I would also like to throw in Carter Datz, though, because okay, Car- people the had, three of you. Carter Datz didn't have a crush on us. People had crushes on us. Yes. Okay, sorry, yeah. just clarifying. Daniel. Anyway. No, and so, like, the three, which he was a year ahead of us. Just a year? I'm pretty sure okay. he was there. Oh, he did a master's, though. Maybe he was two years ahead of us. Okay, anyway. I he, don't remember. He was older. Anyway, so, like, those were, like, the three... Hot shots oh, in CCF. And I had... There's probably a few I'm more. not trying to be humble. I literally had no clue. Yeah. I literally so did not know this. I was not into Daniel. I had <laughs> I had different interests slash guys, whatever. But Daniel was definitely not there. However, even... It's great because even before our wedding, like the night before or something, my best friend Ashton... Fast forward five years Yeah, fast forward five years. Yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. But my best friend Ashton texted me and was like, oh, you're gonna kiss a boy tomorrow! And like was freaking out and stuff because we hadn't kissed yet. But then yeah. also she was like, wow, 
just look at this because she had been around CCF from the beginning too. And so, and she knew the whole Logan Daniel click that whole group and was kind of more touched on it a little bit. Yeah. And through, through Sydney. Yeah. Sydney was in the group. Yes. See, and they were, they were roommates. Yes. Right. Yes. So anyway, so Ashton is texting me five years later, like, wow, who would have thought that you would get to marry the heartthrob of our class? Oh, brother. And I was like, Stop. Ashton, you flatter me, but also really. <laughs> like, was, this was not on my radar. Like, I did not play the social I just games love like that. how you always bring it up, though, because it's this interesting dichotomy of like, you didn't know and you like blush when we talk about it. Sure. But you can also tell, well, duh, like, it's cool when you find out that people thought you were cute. I and mean, attracted yeah, to you. I'll be honest. I'm flattered and yeah. I'm not mad about it. So I mean, I'm I'll flattered take... that, yeah, I, I bagged the, you the bagged, hottie from you our bagged him. freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but genuinely, that was a really fun friend group. And yes. Now I just sound like a jerk. And they're all, well, no, because they were all I know genuinely all of those very people. cool people. It's yes. funny because I was never part of that friend group freshman year or okay. however throughout. Yeah. But I got to know, well, obviously I'm married to you now. And then like I got to know Logan like through you more individually. Sure. I right. got to know Ama yeah. completely independently yeah. way more. And I guess that's probably it. Like I got to know um, Jesse Dinkins a little bit like through small yeah. groups. Not super close. Sydney, I like... Didn't really know much at all. But just the interactions that I had with each of you individually, you are all awesome people. So I can only imagine that that group was really an awesome, like healthy, great, encouraging group. Yeah. That just makes sense because you guys are all awesome humans. Well, thank you. You're welcome. But that, so that was, that was honestly like my first like crew or squad, however you want to say it. Oh yeah. Um, and we had a group me and like we would organize our dinners and stuff like that. And so it was fun. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that's where I kind of started to get plugged in. And that was that was my friend group from freshman year. It wasn't until sophomore year where the chemistry majors start to really come together. And which makes sense. This is uh, this is kind of a function of two things where. Uh, there's there's a joke on Truman that like the chemistry major, like all the students are a cult unto themselves. Yikes. Which is kind of true because... You just have a thing for cults, huh? <laughs> yeah. I made, I, <laughs> did I make a cult joke on this podcast? Or the last podcast. The last yeah. one about... <laughs> about Life Church. Anyway. No, someone posted that of like, what are cults on your campus? And someone was like, chem majors at Truman. I was like, ooh, that's kind of true. And it's, mm. it's just, there's kind of like two reasons of like, there's a chemistry fraternity... Right. Called Axe, Alpha Chi Sigma. Okay. Which is a huge deal on Truman campus for the chemistry majors. Are they the ones with the tie-dye stoles? Yes. Yeah. Well, tie-dye is chem major, so I had a tie-dye one, even though I wasn't in Alpha Chi Sigma. Oh, okay. Is it Alpha Chi? I'm going to be really, people are going to be mad if I get it wrong. Because it was supposed to be like ACS, but but, but, uh, Greek. So that sounds, I mean, it's Axe. The letters look like the word Axe. So anyway, they call it Axe. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, you are not allowed to rush Axe until spring freshman year. Okay. So you come in as a freshman chem major. You're like, yeah, but you're not tied into the social life of the chem major until you start rushing as a freshman. Yeah. You get your big, you're like initiated. And initiation is like, this unspoken 
overnight ordeal. Where so like, it is cultish. It, it, no, kind of literally <laughs> is. No, because the ceremony is you're not allowed to say what happens. Yeah. You like go in, you do these things. Yes. Like it's this whole thing in the basement of the science building. And wow. like, no, literally. And like someone leaked it apparently. And so you could like find like what you actually do. And there's, <gasps> there's like a script of what happens and things like, like, Wow. This is a serious fraternity, and it's wow. co-ed. I say fraternity, but it's it's right, boys yeah. and girls. Well, that's and, proper, yeah. And so, so that causes if you're in that fraternity, that is like the social hub of the chem major. That's where every that's where you get to know the upperclassmen. That's how you you know you obviously have a big and a grand big and all that stuff, and right. then you become a big, and so like you have a baby. Yeah, you so like that is. A little. It sounds way less weird if you say you have a Oh, little. a little. That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> a baby. I don't even know. Um, so, like, that is a huge part of the social aspect of that. And then also, I think the upper-level chemistry classes are just so hard. you got to die with people. You need your <laughs> classmates yeah. to study with or else you're not going to survive. There are, there are a few people. They're like these, like whispers of students that are chem majors but nobody knows who they are and they study alone and somehow they're passing all the classes like there's like one or two people that like don't hang out with other chem majors that are chem majors sure they're really quiet and whatever yeah but like 98 percent of everyone else is all clicked up and grouped together and we have our own like we have our own study room yeah in the science building magruder hall there's the yeah. chemistry contact center where huh. it's like, it's an old computer lab where you go in and there's a chemistry professor there who like does hours and huh. you can go and get free tutoring and help. So like- That's cool. Infrastructurally almost, it's set up where like the chemistry major is very tight. Like you well, need to study with people. There's a fraternity that catalyze, I'm using all these chemistry terms, catalyzes social interaction and yes. stuff like that. Um, and we like have a hub where we hang out, you know, well, in the chemistry context. Well, but it sounds like that's stuff, very so. tied to the rigor of the major sure. where like you need that support to succeed. The chemistry contact center was created from faculty being right. like, how do we help all these people in chemistry classes who, right. because, you know, you've got the whole organic chemistry sequence right. that all the biochem people have to take, all the biology majors have to take. And yeah. for a lot of science majors, organic chemistry is the hardest class they ever take in their undergrad life ever. Okay. And so they're like, people need tutoring, people need help. And I don't want to say organic isn't hard. Like I didn't get an A in either of them. So it's not like it's easy. It was hard for me. But then... But like there's, there's enough volume of students that need help with those classes sure. that creating like a study room where professors can help students like make sense. Hmm. But wow. Yeah. All of that to say I did not join acts. Right. Just for personal reasons. And my, my parents were honestly very uncomfortable with it, huh. especially hearing about this initiation where like, you don't know what happens. You don't know so. what happens. And like, it actually feels kind of cultish and yeah. like, we like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to some old chemistry major. Like if there's like weird prayers that you do and you like, I don't know. It just seemed uncomfortable, like on a spiritual level. Huh. Um, but then like it also costs money and I don't know. Like yeah. I kind of wanted to do it. Sure. And honestly, my parents were more against it. Sure. And I still like cared about their opinion. Yeah. To a healthy level. I don't I don't think it was the thing of like they're controlling me. Right. No. But like I was like they kind of were like – I really prefer you wouldn't and i was like okay i can deal with that and and all through undergrad everyone was like why don't you join because everyone joined axe yeah everyone and so i'm this weird kid who didn't join it 
and everyone's like, why won't you join it? And I would say like, yeah, just time commitment and stuff like that, which is kind of legit because there's all these things you do as a part of it. Right. Um, and I don't know. I just didn't do it. Here's a question. Yeah. Is that something that you would change looking no. back? No. Okay. No, no, not at all. Um, cool. Just wondered. And yeah, and I can get more into that because although the chem major is extremely tight knit in a good way, mm -hmm. there was a lot of, drama. of toxic <laughs> clickiness mm. that would happen even within acts that um, I do not regret missing out on that at all because I had, I don't know, I had enough of that kind of stuff happen mm -hmm. not being in it. Um, yeah. So no, I don't regret that at all. Okay. Um, Cool. I just wondered because yeah. I think it could have been kind of fun because they do a lot of social stuff. But sure. I mean, I had other things to worry about and stuff. You so. have a fuzzy in your yeah. hair. May I get it? Ah, oh, <laughs> you always rake it in deeper. What? Oh. I don't know that or you got it. It's I think gone. It fall out. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all of that to say, I did not form strong friendships with my chem major friends, classmates until sure. sophomore year, because so it didn't happen during rush. Because it didn't happen during rush and sophomore year is when you start taking the harder classes, chemistry classes that only chem majors are taking. Right. In yep. Gen Chem, you've got all kinds of majors. Sure. Now, when you're in quantitative analysis, oh, yes. which is basically lab initiation where it's right. like, all right, enough goofing around. We're doing four hour labs once a week and we're actually grading you on the accuracy of your results not on your ability to write about your experience, which is the freshman level. Like you just write the report. Right. But now they're grading on you on how well, like do you actually get the right result, which was a super cool class. Yeah. Really fun. And like you're in lab for four hours with like a set of people. And so like you're definitely going to bond. And then like it's a little harder. And so you study with them. And so it was during that time that my class started to like form together sure. and like and then a lot of us are taking organic chemistry together so there's lots of classes that people are taking together and things like that um and so that's when i became friends with kyle angle okay yeah who was kind of like non-existent to me prior to that year. yeah um and then we were in quant and like he was a cool dude and also started like he introduced me like honestly he's the reason i even got into rap in the first place really yeah he was really into rap and was like, dude, Kendrick Lamar is like amazing. And I was huh. like, okay, cool. Like Kendrick Lamar. Like I know. Kyle does not strike me as a rap person. Oh no, this dude is in it. Wow. This dude I is. I mean, I've only. Kyle is an amazing. Yeah, no. I've only met Kyle once via FaceTime. Kyle is a hilarious but. person. So like imagine like a super, <laughs> I don't know. He looks academic. Yes. Whatever that means to you. Comes across. He's kind of like Jared. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. So okay. Very, yeah. Very intelligent. Yes. Um, somewhat soft-spoken. That's not necessarily Jared. Jared. Well. I guess kind of. In a new group yes. of people, Jared's yes. not going to be like, hey, guys, I got something to say. You know? That's true. So Kyle's quiet, introverted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very thoughtful, intellectual, things like that. Mm -hmm. But then as you get to know him, he's like into literature. He's into like... He's classically trained on the piano. Yeah. He like loves rap. He loves culture. Yeah. He knows, you know, science, chemistry he's and math thoroughly and logic. Intelligent. Yes. He's like yeah. your Renaissance man yes. or like what Truman wants all of its students to be where yes. you're like, well, like your classic liberal arts type of person. Yeah. Um, and so like he's just a fascinating person. Sure. And I'm super glad to have been friends with him because um, 
I, I learned a lot from him yeah. and he even sharpened my ability to think logically and think intelligently because he was just head and shoulders more intelligent than I was. Mm, um, cool. And so that was, but anyway, he was into rap and so naturally you like, oh, watch this and check this out. Da, da, da. And he's telling me about Kendrick Lamar and like explaining like, oh yeah, he's actually a Christian. And like this song is actually him translating the gospel into terms that, you know, Compton, you know, the, the, the gangs in Compton would understand okay. things like that. I was like, that is an interesting take because this song does not sound remotely Christian to me yeah. whatsoever. And I so, don't know anything about Kendrick to be able to. Yeah. And then I can show you, but, but like that, like piqued my interest of like, Hmm, you're telling me that this is Christian. Cause he knows I'm a Christian, but Kyle's not, Kyle's not, but he grew up kind of Baptist and I was never able to like sit down and have a full conversation with like his past with that. Cause sure. I, I think there was a lot there and that's, uh, that's one thing that I'm really bummed that I missed out on mm. is being able to have a conversation with him because again, I think there's a lot in his past that I think would have been interesting to talk about and just didn't have the time for it. Cause classes were crazy, but that he's the reason I got into rap and I listen like, honestly, I listen to rap probably more than anything else at this point, besides, you know, our church music that we have that not right. have to listen to, but like, yeah, listen to that it. We to, are part of, yeah. To play it in church. But I was like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Like musically Kendrick Lamar is amazing. And so I was like investigating that and huh. like reading articles and anyway, kind of all that to say like Kyle shaped you a lot. Yes. Second to Logan. Yeah. So like the three of us were, the close friends that lasted through our entire undergrad. Yeah. And see, this is kind of the, I don't want to get into like drama from the past because it's from the past and it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I'll just say this is that there was a group of like eight or 10 of us that mm -hmm. were really tight. Um, sophomore year as our grade was coming together. And then it wasn't until junior year when we went through the horrific toxic experience that is physical P -chem. chemistry, yeah, PCHEM. I've heard about it. And, and the reason it was toxic is pr largely facilitated by the professor who set it up as a competitive grading landscape, if mm. I can put it that way, grading yeah. system, where he comes in, you know, his syllabus is 20 pages, Sheesh. and it's like full-on scare tactics of like, I expect 60 hours a week out of you guys. This is Holy not a joke. Cow. I need you to brush up on your Calc 1 and your Calc 2. Here's a bunch of review. I expect you to be, you know, looking at, you know, he's like putting stuff on Blackboard the summer before that fall class starts. Like, right. you need to put your time in, you know, like, wow. this is going to be hard. You're not, he's like, you're not going to do well on your lab reports because I'm going to teach you how to write science. Well. Prepare for the gauntlet, my friends. And in a lot of ways, it was a gauntlet. Yeah. And, and then coupled with that is all of the horror stories from upperclassmen who are in the class or... Um, so that doesn't help because you're like, it's real. <gasps> yes. because And it's unfortunate because you come in as a freshman and like immediately it's like, here are the upperclassmen. And immediately they're all like, well, get ready for PCAM. It's going to be terrible. So like even oh, the wow. little freshmen, the first thing they're hearing from the upperclassmen is PCAM, 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 PCAM. It's going to be terrible. And wow. so it's like, there's like this... Uh, I don't know, ideology or like this mass psychosis of like, oh no, it's going to be terrible. And honestly, like it was, it was really bad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I shouldn't be laughing at that. But just <laughs> I would say PCHEM. Oh, no. I, I think I can oh, safely no. say that physical chemistry is the hardest uh -huh. undergrad class at the university. 
I still don't. I don't think there's even, a class that's harder than that. I still I think corporate know. finance, from what I've heard about corporate finance and the business side, sure, is a contender for that. But I think huh. physical te- chemistry is like the hardest class you can take at Truman. Huh. I think. I still don't even so. know what that class is. <laughs> and I yeah. don't know if you want to go into that on this podcast. I mean, just. But just in our friendship and our marriage, I would like to the, know what that class is. The tweet version is. Okay. You are looking at chemistry so chemicals atoms electrons Mm -hmm. protons from the physics side oh no so let's talk about entropy let's talk about the energy of electrons let's talk about thermodynamics so it's physical chemistry in the physics it's physics and chemistry and in order to talk about it you need to know calculus to make sense of all of it wow so so take physics chemistry and calculus they all have a baby and that's physical chemistry and you take two semesters wow. of that. And then like the whole second semester is what we call spectroscopy. So how do you study chemicals using electromagnetic waves? Yeah. You learn infrared yeah. studying. Yep. There's microwave. Yeah. There's Raman spectroscopy. I'm trying to list them all. Wow. Uh, nuclear magnetic resonance. Like I'm just rattling off all the topics you cover. Sure. But like if you're going to study chemicals with electromagnetic waves, you have to know, you have to know both. And electromagnetic right. waves is a physics topic right. and then chemistry is chemistry. And so like, that's, that's all that. Wow. So, so intriguing. It's very interdisciplinary. Yes. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and, and that's definitely something that was, it does not sound easy, but it does sound very intriguing. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Would I want to do it? Mm, I doubt it. No, <laughs> but like, and so this is coupled with, you have the class, and then it is also coupled with a four-hour lab. Got it. And and so... So he really wants 64 hours a week. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's part of it. So so half the, half of your life is doing the lecture for that, doing the homework and sure. studying the class. And then like the lab is like, you have to prepare for the lab. I don't know. You probably budget two hours just getting ready for the lab and wow. studying to understand what you're even going to be doing experimenting yeah and then on the back side of that he taught us to write professional professionally authored lab reports right so instead of him being like okay here's how i want you to write lab reports he's like here is the professional template from the american chemical society let's do it i want it formatted exactly to this Mm. like to the point where like when you put a dot as like a spacer yeah he highlighted that and said don't use this dot use this dot like he is like I mean, on you down to the yeah. T, like literally a dot. And he's like, don't, he said middle dot. I'm like middle dot. And like when you go into Word doc and look, you know, you go to the symbols, you pull oh up Ederson and type in middle dot, like that's the dot he wants you to use. Wow. That was feedback I got on one of my reports. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. So like wow. the hours that go into, wow. you do your lab, you analyze the report, you got to get your calculations and now you have to present it. Sure. Of like, not only this is my experiment, but here's how it ties into the greater body of research. Here are, yeah. You so know, did you do like a lit review for a lab report? Not a lit review, but you had to. He required so many sources. Okay. So a mini micro lit review of this is how my lab ties into the for every the bigger, lab for every lab. Yeah. And you have a lab every week. Um. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> it's. It's that's bad. a lot of work. It's bad. No, yeah. that's a lot of work. Yeah, so it was cool. And like, wow. I will say this. Yeah. That class improved my writing ability more than any undergrad class I have ever taken. I can so imagine. So I will, I will unreservedly attribute 
that benefit sure. to that class. Like I grew so much as a writer and I write like a scientist, like everything's passive voice. And like, of course my vocabulary is very catered toward that. Yeah. Um, but like you actually learn something out of it, but that's good. Anyway, was it writing enhanced? Did it count yes, as writing? Enhanced? It counted as writing. Yeah. Yes. yeah so that's like another thing. <laughs> <of> true. <laughs> yeah. So it's everything. It's wow. like, it's a lab, it's a lecture, it's writing Holy enhanced. Cow. It's like, a class <laughs> and it's a year of that okay but that's okay so, so then yeah. but you have a, a schedule like how many credit hours is that because you have a whole schedule of other classes three credit hours for the lecture uh-huh. the lab is one credit hour <laughs> and during my time you <laughs> it's like music majors that's so we got yeah. a shout out to music majors oh, where they're goodness. like showing up to rehearsals for hours a week and it counts as one credit hour which on is, their transcript, yeah. which is bogus. And then they have like 16 credits every semester. And you semester. have to practice for all those rehearsals yeah. and stuff. So music majors are kind of up there in like one of the busiest. The time commitment. The time commitment, yeah. To like put in. They have it. They have it pretty crazy. That's just so crazy. But anyway, anyway I'm, yeah. de- I'm describing PCHEM to try to illustrate what it did to my class socially. Yeah. So if you can imagine all of that craziness, well, I can and, and then I haven't fully described the grading system. The grading system oh, yeah. is based on rank. Yeah. So the professor intentionally said, I'm going to make this class so hard that none of you can get an A just straight up. Okay. Which is a bit of a bluff because I think there are a couple of people that actually did get A's just based on how they sure. performed in the class. And so this is like your Kyle Angle, your other students that I'll just like that are kind of at that level. Yeah. Um, who are like stupid smart. Sure. Um, that could get A's. So, and out of our class, there might've been two people that could have gotten that. Okay. Kyle being one of them. And then another one um, in that class. Okay. And so, and then all the rest of us are below that. Anyway, point being, if, if nobody gets an A, the professor's not going to just like give so a it's, B. It's He's, mercy in some way. Except it's not because, because it's mercy. It sounds like that because I'll take the highest, what he does, what he said is I'm going to take the two highest students in the class. They get A's. I'm going to scale, like curve it. Sure. And then everyone falls into line below that based on how you performed relative to those two students. Okay. So it's mercy mixed with subjectivism after that. Not subjective because... Our grade performance is objective. Like sure. I, like you are the top student. This one, like yeah. it's based on that. But your letter grade is now based on rank. Right. So now it's not about doing well objectively against the grading scale. It's about doing well against the other classmates. Yeah. So if I want a B plus, it's not about getting a B plus. It's about being fourth in the ranking or the third and, you know. Yikes. And so now this whole system, this whole class, this whole experience is now competitive. Yeah. Which from a psychological point of view is the worst way to grow and learn. <laughs> Like, like this is like basic psychology that is like, if you want everyone to do well, it needs to be cooperative. Has anyone talked to this professor about this? I don't know. I mean, is he approachable? No, no, no. I mean, unless you barge in and you're like, I got something to say and like, he'll talk. Sure. Um, I mean, but no, he, and again, he went out of his way to be scary and intimidating. Sure. And so he tried not to, but then, and so then anyway, I'm just trying to say, like, yeah, I, I've taken like 30 minutes to explain. Like, we were the chem major was really tight sophomore year, mm-hmm. like my my classmates, mm-hmm. and then as it we fell apart. it all fell apart because now that it's competitive junior year, Sheesh. 
you've got these people clicking up, you've got these people clicking up, you've got these people clicking up, and they and we don't help each other. Yeah. You know, and and obviously your lab partners are assigned, and so you like ha- you do have to work, and like we yeah. we talk, you know, but like when it comes down to like okay, we're gonna make the study group and we're gonna go off and study, it's like you either get invited to this one or you don't get invited because you're not in that group and they're not going to tell you when they're studying. And so wow, that was just really hard because I think that's just toxic for everyone. Yeah. Even if you're, even if you're the best in that system, still not good. you are not as good as you would be if it was a cooperative well, environment. Because you're having to like fight off those who might take your position. Sure. Right. And so Yikes. Th- this is this is the toxic part of my experience as a chem major. Huh. Again, this is six years ago, so sure. it, hopefully it's changed. But this is like the the background of like the horror stories that everyone's like, oh my gosh, P-chem and the chemistry so major. That's junior and, uh, year. Yeah, that's all junior year. And then by the time you're a senior, it's like, I'm already looking at grad schools. I, I know who my friends are. Da, da, da. Like no one's making new friends as a senior. Like you've already yeah. figured out your life. And so... You just kind of do your thing. So weird how while you're at college. So while you're sitting in lecture in a circle discussing with your friends, like, what do we think about this communication? Yeah, it's all You guys are like, I'm going to take you down. Yeah, we're like fighting and and not saying that to each other, but very clearly acting that out. Wow. It's just, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this has been a negative story for the most part, but it's just, it is what it was. I was going to say, I I hate to tell you this, love, but that's kind of... The vibe I get every time we talk about our college experiences. <laughs> sure. And I don't want it to be that for you, but that's why I thought it could be interesting to talk about because there's such a stark contrast of like we were involved in similar right. things. Yeah. But at the same time, mm-hmm. our experiences were so different. Yeah. And I'm just very thankful for Kyle and Logan. Yeah. I would I'll also throw in Emily Damba. Yeah. Um, was a good friend. She she was very independent mm-hmm. and was like, okay, speaking of high achievers, she's like the freak who gets up at 5 a.m. every morning, yeah. works out, studies from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. kind of thing, yeah. goes to classes, goes to bed at 9.30. She's doing martial arts. She's like fit. She's like involved with the Catholic Center, Newman Center. Yeah. And like she is like driven and like high achieving individual. Um, her style was more to study one on like her by herself or maybe with one other person. So I was friends with her. I wasn't really close friends with her sure. just because she was living a different lifestyle. Yeah. But she was a cool person and like would occasionally talk with us. But like Kyle and Logan and I, I think, I mean, we all had music as a common yeah. thing. Like we're all passionate about music and, and the, the two of them were just very accomplished piano players. Um, and then kind of, I mean, Logan and I are Christians. Kyle was friendly to Christianity and liked to talk about philosophy and religion and things like that. So we had common ground um, to be friends. And those are the two friends that lasted through (laughs) the gauntlet that was PCHEM. Yeah. Um, Well, and so. So then it's just crazy to me because you've got all of that going on. You're doing your minor stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And you're pre-MAE but then it's also crazy like because then another contrasting difference between us is like you had a relationship in college and I didn't at all and that adds a whole nother yeah I was I dated someone 
through that. Yeah. Yeah. Because when did I start dating? I started sophomore dating year. sophomore and that relation, I was in a relationship all through PCAM. So also right. juggling that as well. Yeah. And I just can't even, because I remember thinking even when we started dating after we graduated, I remember thinking, man, I love that I just have a job, even though for the first three months, <laughs> yeah. my job was insane. Yeah. You had a like, rough job. I remember college. thinking like, man, I'm so thankful that I just have a job mm-hmm. because like a relationship is like a lot of work yeah. and like you want to put a lot of time into it and sure. it's like really good stuff. And so boy. Yeah. And that was something I was still learning is how to balance relationships and I'll just quote unquote work like your job at college is college. Yeah. But it's that classic thing that guys do where it's like, yeah, we tend to over prioritize work over like a relationship or marriage and things like that. Sure. And I legitimately needed to grow in that. Like, yeah. On the one hand, I was in a really hard major and needed to put a lot of time and effort and priority into it. But then on the other hand, like, I had to grow and learn how to balance it better. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I was perfect and had nothing to learn. Like, I definitely did. Yeah. Which that. we've talked about that before. You and I have talked about that before. And I am thankful in that regard, like, yeah. for that relationship that you were able to grow in that. Yeah, I grew a lot through that. But, yeah. And that's kind of a whole other podcast, I think, at some yeah. point. But um, yeah. yeah, and I want to just make one other side note about yeah. PCAM is like, I'm just imagining other people in the chem major listening to this and knowing more of the background. Mm. I don't want to imply that anyone besides the people I was close with were like bad people and mean people. Mm. I'll just say this, that I think that experience is an example Uh of what fear does Mm. to people who are otherwise supposed to collaborate and work together. Yeah. When you are in an environment and in a system that incentivizes competition and facilitates fear, everyone is scared of their grade. Everyone is scared. And so here's the other crazy thing is we would turn in our lab reports and he would send us back the grade a month later with no feedback. feedback to why we got that grade. Literally zero. So you get... So you have no knowledge of how to improve. Exactly. And then when you go to talk to him about it, he gives you a sort of sideways like, uh, work on your statistics, statistical analysis. Or like so, your intro was a little meh. But you said your lab report was also the thing that he said the middle dot thing. Yes. What was that? So I'm confused. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was a rough draft that he sent back, or maybe it was he gave feedback on the first one, but then stopped giving feedback on the later ones. Huh. It was something like that. Because I remember the middle Yikes. dot thing of being like, whoa, this man is paying attention. <laughs> yeah. But then on the other hand, like he would just send them all out and it's like, you got a six out of 10. Don't know why. And so like even That's the, rough. even the upperclassmen there's all these theories of like this is this is what a good lab report looks like and this is and like that's just bogus. Like that's yeah. that's a stupid way to teach. Like So did you have a rubric to reference? Like he didn't even like yeah. give a, like There's a rubric, there's sure. expectations. That was half the syllabus of this is what I expect. But then was your lab report graded according to that? Like your 6 out of 10 comes from these points on the rubric and you missed these points the on rubric, the rubric. No, it was not a rubric. Right. It was an expectation. So I'm going to write two pages on what your lab should be. So this is what a perfect lab does. Sure. Very non. But then you have no rubric. That's not helpful. Sure. So anyway, that's the point. Okay. Anyway, I'm going off that tangent to say like that facilitates the fear 
Yeah. Of like, we're all scared for our grades. We don't know why we're getting some of the grades we're getting. Like on tests and stuff, sure. like you get the test back, there's a grade, there's points marked off, like you get the feedback. Okay. Quizzes, same thing. Homework, he put some feedback on there. Yeah. So like we get feedback on some things, but like lab reports, which is like half of what we're doing in this class, like you don't get that. And huh. I think it just illustrates that when people are scared, mm-hmm. they get self-protective. Well, yeah. And they will then click up out of self-defense. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, be unkind to anyone who's not in their little group. Right. Defense. And, you know, maybe I acted that way too as well. Um, I'm not going to say that I was the perfect person either. But it's just, I'm saying all this to say that I don't think necessarily everyone in my class was just like a terrible person. And I'm just this victim that like, oh, no, I'm like, everyone was mean to me because not everyone was mean to me. And like there were some good relationships and experiences I had. But the bulk of the negative stuff of the, the drama and the toxicity, I think, comes from the environment that we were put in. And this is also informed by stuff that I've researched, like with Simon Sinek. Yeah. yeah. Simon Sinek is a guy who does like talks about leadership and things like that. He's in the business world. And he talks about like good leadership versus bad leadership and how good leaders focus primarily, their number one focus as a leader is the people they are leading Mm -hmm. as opposed to the results that they produce. Mm. So if I am a CEO or a business owner or something, my first, excuse me, my first priority is the people under me, right. making sure they're taken care of, making sure they understand that I have their back, that I'm looking out for them, that yeah, as long as they do their job, like obviously they don't get away with anything, but sure. like, but they're being looked, if they make a mistake, I'm not going to come down and fire them over that, uh-huh. you know, or if the company is short on money or we don't fire people to balance the budget, like stuff like that. Healthy leadership facilitates collaboration and growth and learning and things like that. Mm. When you take the other approach and you facilitate fear or you prioritize other things besides people, Uh that's when out of fear and self-concern that they start to become the worst version of themselves. And so I think a lot of what happened in PCHEM is people fell into being the worst version of themselves. Because of the stress and the yeah. fear and, and things along those lines. So anyway, that's kind this of my is, take on that experience. But this is not thoughts? funny, but it strikes me as funny. It would be really interesting and like just really interesting if you could have some of the psychology majors come study the chem majors, the PCHEM class. Yeah, like that would be some like hands on research. I don't know. My brain is just lighting up with like, that would be so cool to do like a psychological analysis of what's happening there. And and even, or like, even if it's just like a qualitative sociology majors, like coming over and seeing like (laughs) what's going on here with the sociological system. That's really funny for you to say that, but it's, it's funny because it's true because the chemistry major at Truman is such a culture unto itself. Anthropology could get in there. And it's and it's it's such a consistent culture that yeah. you can study. Yeah, that's really that's, funny that I you mean, say that. I that's mean, hilarious. I know it's not funny, but it is funny in that sense. Like, I'm legitimately very yeah. interested. That yeah. would be really cool. Probably insulting to said chemistry majors a little <laughs> bit, but like, yeah, I don't know. That would just because like there's so much going on there. There'd be a lot to talk and like write. Another about funny and thing. Discuss yeah. And, yeah. Speaking of other majors. 
chemistry i mean like any all people we we are prideful and think we're better than other people sure and so you were saying in the last episode how like in your classes you would circle up and you'd be like okay so like here's this theory like let's talk about our experiences and like what do you think about this the stereotypical response from like a PCHEM professor, yeah. which kind of came out of the occasion, would have been like, that's the dumbest thing mm. that you could possibly do. Like, what value is there in your feelings and your personal experience? If you want to learn something, you need to look at the data. You look at the, you know, the, yeah. the science, the results. Which like, there is a validity even, to that. Of course. Right. There is right. a validity because I look back on our conversations and I go, we didn't even understand this theory. Like even a theory that I then later like delved more into. Yeah. The fact that we were discussing it at this point in my undergraduate degree, <laughs> I had no clue what that theory was even talking about. So for, to ask me like, well, so what are your thoughts on that? Is, I mean, to his point is kind of a waste of time, fruitless. but it encouraged a thinking process yes. that then grew throughout because my undergraduate contrarily degree. in your position, if you are just a little communication sophomore who doesn't know anything, if I come to you and say that and say your thoughts on this are bogus, yeah. how are you going to grow and learn? And why like, would I have any more thoughts of my own? Exactly. So there, yeah, from a, yeah. a, from a learning psychology perspective, right. like you kind of just like, that's yeah. how you get it, it out. Just, but. Well, and even MA. Okay. So we talked about the sociologists and the anthropologists and the psychologists coming and studying you guys, but even like educators, sure. cause you guys talk yeah. about yeah. A little bit educational psychology. Yeah. Like that. You yeah. can, the MAE anyway, can also what benefit. What I was going to bring up. <laughs> so like we joke about how the contrast of our majors sure. in terms of academic yes. rigor and whatnot, but like funny enough, the butt of every joke uh-huh. in the chem major was the English majors. Well, yes, that's the and go-to. Apparently, yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought that was a unique German thing. But then like no. my boss at Upward Bound, Erica, was like, oh, yeah, the English majors are the butt of every joke in every university. That's I was like, the thing. oh, okay. Yeah. But like, well, yeah. Because calm kind of flies under the radar. Okay. Like English is a big enough thing okay. that it gets the butt of the jokes. Fair enough. Calm yeah. is like English's unpopular cousin. Okay. That like <laughs> you can, you know what I mean. Worse than the butt of the joke. Kind in some ways, I would think I don't want to slam my degree, but just like there's not enough people into it. Well, but then also English is known as like it's all relative, and so like let's just talk about like your experience of this thing, which calm does, but not in that same like sing songy hippie voice. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah. there is that yeah. side of it too. Yeah. I think. And in defense of the English major, I think just listening like me listening to podcasts and learning about what is happening to the humanitarian studies more recently broadly nationally yeah i think that hippie mock thing that you just did like that's more recent yes it's a postmodern it's a postmodern thing 30 years ago yes. 40 years 50 100 years ago like you're it talking was, about philosophy right. and truth through the literature and things yes. like like it's it's it is a lot more rigorous yes well so, and yeah. there's a literary theory that i can't at all it's something that I encountered in multiple classes, uh, interdisciplinarily, not even in my comm stuff. The, oh, okay. But that, that's a, that's an English theory hmm. that speaks to this, but I, I'm blanking yeah. on what it's called. But yeah, I have several English major friends who like are awesome humans, so definitely not slamming at all. That, but yeah. stereotypically, that is the yeah. butt of the jokes for the STEM 
fields. Yeah, which I'm, we sh- yeah, it's not cool to bash other majors because nope. all types of learning are important. And I say that like a cliche, but like I'm a teacher and I legitimately believe that. And Good. joke's on me because literally one of the things I want to joke's work on. on yeah. Sorry. One of the things I want to work on as a high school science teacher now is teaching reading and writing in the science class because, my goodness, children need to learn how to read and write even in science class. Yeah. And so, like, that's something I'm literally trying to work on. Oh, my goodness. So important. And, like, I hope to have on our friend Carly, who is trained to be an English teacher. Um, She's not teaching right now. um, But, like, there's a whole conversation to be had about the importance of language learning yes in every subject and so yeah yeah but yeah anyway there's but it's all good but all that to say i survived the chem major yeah i went on to do the master's in education and like i still like chemistry i really love chemistry and i yeah i mean i graduated with some level of honors and so yes it was hard and i wasn't a 4.0 student like you but um you're making a funny face uh uh I think I did well. And like, I still love, chem- like I'm a chemistry teacher now and I yeah. hope to be teaching chemistry for the next couple of decades. And so I think it's a great, great area of study and it was really cool. So, yeah. but I don't know. I can talk about the MAE later. I might talk to Carly about that in yeah. a different episode, but. Well, I'm just, I'm even comparing and contrasting the difference between our two podcast episodes <laughs> and how mine was yeah, like about the social aspects. I didn't want this to be such and, a, but again, see, and this but, also talks about, right. Like we didn't, the lenses through which you and I live the world. Like, sure. I'm focused on the stuff, the academics, the classes, and you're like, these are the people I was with and like the social groups in and the and things like, yeah. and even talking about my classes, I had awesome. I enjoyed yeah. many, many of my yeah. classes, but the way I talked yeah. about it. Yeah. So I feel bad. Cause I feel like we didn't touch on as much of that suit like it seems like yeah although half of me talking today was like the social dynamics of my chem major True. But, but it's all but the way i the way i present it is it's predicated on yeah the academic side of it so also audience welcome to metacommunication with the floyds oh yeah if you haven't noticed and if you're getting annoyed by what's going on this is metacommunication where we talk about what we talk about that's a very good thing. Yeah. So sorry. That's funny. You just said that because we just had a whole conversation and yeah. now you and I just without even thinking just yeah. turned into talking about how we just talked about that. Like, yeah. How did you present your episode versus me? Yes. Wow. We are such nerds and it's great. I love it. And <laughs> I don't feel that any conversation with you is complete until we reach that. Until we've seriously like any discussion about anything, like figuring out what we're going to do with our house. It helps if we get to the metacommunicative level that's really fun then i feel it's more resolved so if you and i are designing a house you will say your thing and then i'll say my thing and then we'll go on to like okay why did chalene say that versus this and why did daniel present his thoughts this yeah it's almost like the bloom's taxonomy of our communication almost yeah that the highest level is meta yeah so synthesis but it's, yes, it's I'm an... <laughs> saying it's not the Bloom's taxonomy. Okay. It's not. I'm saying oh, if okay. we built a pyramid, yeah. meta communication would be the top okay. level. I thought you were saying meta is literally the top version of no. Bloom's. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm taking it and saying if we have a communication triangle, meta's at the top. Got it. Because it looks over everything. Wow. Ah. Like a literal pyramid. Oh, wow. When you go to the top, you can see everything. Ah. 
okay, we need to stop now because <laughs> I'm just nerding out yeah. too hardcore. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think a whole other episode would be me talking about my Spanish education. I was going to say, there's I, so much more. I studied abroad. <laughs> I literally studied abroad for we two months. We got a cap it here, so, though, babe. Yeah, no, we're running out of time. So we'll just... Uh, we could pause and do another episode. We could. We'll have more episodes coming out. And we got to talk to other people, too. We got to have people yes. on, as guests. So It's good. Cool. Well, thanks for... Uh, Talking with me, Shaleen. Absolutely. And I love talking with you. Story. Yeah, that's good. I love getting to have this forum to discuss these things. Yeah. Because, and platform, whatever, you could insert different words. Because I get to hear different pieces that yeah. I haven't before. Yeah. So it's really cool. I enjoy it. Awesome. Sweet. And thank you to the listeners for listening to us. Yeah. Please uh, subscribe to the show. Woot. Follow us and like us on TikTok uh-huh. and Instagram. Instagram. Sorry. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. My, my tongue trip. Like your integers and your... I'm done. Okay. I'm no done. more math jokes. No more math. Okay. No more math. Okay. okay. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>